popular question we get asked regularly is, how do I know if my customers are happy with our relationship? There's probably no better way to identify how to build better relationships with your clients than by using our Mindset Survey tool. The Sales Mindset Survey is a free-to-use tool that is revolutionizing the sales performance industry. This survey utilizes competing questions and the user's perceptions of themselves to identify just how well they truly perform. Are you manipulative or authentic, supplier or client-centric, complacent or proactively creative, overtly arrogant or tactfully audacious? There is no right or wrong and the survey will only be helpful as you are honest. But then why did you go one step further? We also offer a 360-degree perspective that allows you to share the survey with your peers and colleagues as well as your customers to gain even deeper understanding of how you sell. Do your customers see you in the same light of how you see yourself? Becoming a better salesperson has never been an easy task, but the journey can be made much quicker and more effective with the right tools. By focusing on those problem areas, you will join the top 10% of sales performers in the industry and make your way to the winner's circle. Why did you give the Sales Mindset Survey a go today? The results may just surprise you. The link to the survey is in the show notes. Now, on to the episode. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you talk about coaching, and that was a sort of a realization that perhaps that um, you had to change your approach, you know, to be to realize there are more than one ways to uh, skin a cat, we have, you know, that, that saying, or to skin a bear. I don't know what it is in Portuguese or not Portuguese, <laughs> Spanish or German or... Or Colombian. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you went through that that kind of process. And can, can you tell me what you mean by leading with heart? I mean, what does that mean? Because it could be, it's just a, it could be just a fluffy thing. Yeah. What What does leading by heart mean? Yeah. So, for me, it means obviously many things, right? There's a lot of uh, uh, traits that uh, a leader with her heart needs to have, right? Which is yeah. uh, being authentic, uh, being uh, straightforward, knowing how to give feedback, and so on and so on. So there are a lot of characteristics of a leadership okay. with heart. But for me, the, the most important part is caring about the person you have in front of you and seeing them as a person not right. as a numbers in your pnl and i genuinely believe that if you look at the person as a human with skills ability things they do amazing things they maybe don't do that good mm -hmm. then you can set up a team of people where everyone can shine where they are the best. If you look at the person as a job role, as a, someone who was hired to do a, a task, then maybe it's good. Maybe you look lucky and the person will excel. Mm -hmm. But if you understand that the person has... I don't know, fears, uh, passions, uh, dreams, things they excel, then, then mm -hmm. you will be able to do a team that is 
the perfect combination of skills. I'm going to try to make an example. In my team, in my previous team, one of our activities that we need to be great at is communication, right? We have to communicate and to present complicated technology solutions in a simple way so that the buyer at the other end understands what's in it for me, for my business, for my process, and buys it. If you have a very technical um, solution and you cannot explain it because it's so complex, then how am I going to sell it, right? So one of the most important skills you need to have is storytelling, uh, charisma, understanding, reading the customer and trying to sell, right? Telling the story. Mm -hmm. So I had one person in my team. He was great. He was hired to do that job. He has a solution. He needs to present it in a good way. He was incredible. He was able to put solutions in the most complex, crazy way and create one process flow. Super cool. He did amazing PowerPoints, the most beautiful ones. He was creative, everything. He was ready for it. He knew what he was talking about. And every time he went to the customer, I got the feedback. Too complex. We don't understand too boring, Mm -hmm. we get bored. He takes too long to explain. So I I decided to to say, okay, let's put, this is easy to solve, right? You go to a training and you learn how to speak Mm -hmm. in public. That's it. How easy is that, right? And this goes to my coaching uh, anecdote as well. I tried to solve that problem with my eyes, uh, with my how I would do it. I, I don't know how to speak. I go to a training and they teach me how to speak. That's it. He went through that training. He got good feedback. He came back. I sent him like super proud. Now he's going to do it. He went to the customer. Feedback. Too complex. We didn't get it. It's impossible. We don't. Can you send us someone else? And I was like, how is this possible? So that's. Uh, when I realized first the coaching part, but second, the leading with heart. Leading with heart was sitting with him. He was absolutely embarrassed that he messed up again after all the money spent, the time and so on. And I said to him, it doesn't matter. Forget about the feedback. We all make mistakes. We all, uh, it doesn't matter. Forget about it. Just, I want to it to understand what is it that you like, what is it that you like about this job, what motivates you. And to make the long story short, he hated presenting. He had panic presenting. He knew what he had to do. He learned the techniques. When he was in front of the customer, he just panicked. He got, he couldn't. And it was not his passion that didn't make him happy. But he was amazing configuring systems. And you know what? We have people in the team who are amazing presenters and not that good configuring systems. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I split the team into back-end and front-end. Back-end was helping configuring cool solutions, being on the technology, creating and innovating. And then we had the part that was able to go out and present it. Incredible. 
excelling mm. team, developing team. The guy was the happiest. The one who could present and didn't have to do the technology part was even better. And the feedback was, Christina, that duo is incredible. So leading with heart to your question is understand, taking the time and paying attention to understand the person so that you can configure the team in a way that it will excel. So I hope that that uh, explains it. And while doing that, you need to be authentic, right? If you're not, then Mm -hmm. then how are you going to, if you're not authentically caring about your people, it's weird to fake it. You need to care. You need to give feedback. You need to be prepared to give feedback. But feedback for me, in a leading with heart uh, context, is the most incredible gift of mm-hmm. I care about you. You know, I've read so many books. There is the sandwich way of giving feedback, right? Say something nice and say the bad thing, then say something nice. There's so many theories on feedback. In my case, if you're leading with heart, you don't need to care about the feedback techniques because it's the most genuine way of Mm -hmm. sharing, of showing that you care about the person. I care so much about you in my team that I want you to grow. I want you to grow. I want you to develop. I want you to focus on that where you're good and make it even better. Does that sound like an answer to you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great answer. So, um, and I think that you, um, uh, but your, your research, you mentioned that you yourself were the center of your inquiry here. You know, you, at every opportunity, I can see this, it's in your DNA. You are evaluating and thinking about it, reflecting on it, modifying your own approach to your team and coming up with very creative solutions. I think it's a wonderful approach. But you've also approached some of your peers. Is that right? You also went out and you had conversations about leadership with other managers or was that not part of your your kind of research approach as well? No, absolutely. I I obviously went to the more experienced seniors and, and asked them so many things. How do you do it? How do you approach uh, situations? Uh, so that was really important because Again, these are things you cannot do by yourself, especially if you're new in managers. For me, one of the most important parts is having a mentor, right? Uh, A Mm -hmm. mentor that really guides and helps you. And during my entire master's, I had this mentor and I evaluated many things with this person. And the cool thing is that my mentor, which, by the way, is one of my favorite people, persons still in SAP. <laughs> he is uh, what I would call uh, old-fashioned, old way of thinking kind of leadership. Okay. But that was really cool because he genuinely tried to understand me without forgetting where he comes from. And the okay. combination was great because when I became too fluffy, he put the plan below it. So he said, okay, okay that's nice. Sounds nice. But what's the plan, right? So I learned <laughs> a lot about it. And and I can tell you another anecdote, which was really cool. And that was one person in my team. He got a prize. 
uh, no, she, it was a she. She got a prize. Uh, top performing people can go to Hawaii one week in 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 SAP. It's an yeah, incredible yeah. prize. Very few people get it. And she got the prize. And then she asked for vacations, two weeks. And yeah. then there was a meeting outside in New York where we wanted to send that person three weeks. In my leadership with heart was like, she deserves the prize one week. She deserves the vacation. Why not? She's already there, right? And yeah. then she's going to travel. So, of course, why not? And this is leading with heart. You are the cool yeah, person. Yeah. You give her the prize, the vacations, the blah, blah, blah. And then I I talked to my mentor and I said, super excited. And she's incredible. And she did this and that. And, and then she said, hmm, we are in Q2. And we're coming into vacations uh, where, you know, the business goes flat. Who's going to take over what she's doing three weeks? I don't think she she, she should go. And I said, that's old-fashioned minded. Of course she can go. And, and then what he <laughs> was trying to tell me is she can go, but what is the plan? What are okay. the businesses she needs to take care of? What are the red flags we need to be aware of? What happens? Do you have all the information in case you need to jump in? So that was a really, really cool because having this seniority, you know, uh, helping mm -hmm. me all the time, helped me to bring the fluffiness, which is beautiful, you know, into yeah. reality and um, ad adapted to business. And that was a huge part of everything, right? Because at the end, you still need to bring results. You still need to mm -hmm. report to shareholders and someone is going to measure you by numbers and KPIs. So if you can combine both, then Perfect. that's the that's the deal. So, okay, so it's a great segue into my next question, um, <laughs> which is about results. You know, you, you, you wanted to link, you know, the results with leading with heart. So tell me what, you know, you've done all this research, you know, over a long period of time. What What results did you get? Yeah, no, absolutely. So the first is, uh, I'm very proud to say this, is we became the most performing team within SAP Spain. So that's already huge. And the way mm. it's measured, it's we were the biggest team. The most resources and investment was in, in that team. We were recognized as the best team in EMEA South, winning a lot of prizes. We created best practices around the globe and many people in the team won prizes. So for me, that's a KPI, a measurable mm. KPI already. So that was pretty, pretty incredible. I have to say that when I joined as the manager, the team was a very demotivated team. Uh, mm -hmm. with a lot of bad feedback. And uh, that team, we are supporting sales. So we are, in theory, we should be a nice marriage uh, between yeah, yeah. sales and pre-sales because we have to work. We need each other, right? And if we work together, then we get results. It was not. It was like a horrible divorce we were going through. So very demotivated team. When a team is demotivated, you why do you have to work? You know, I don't like what I do. I'll just work the minimum so I get paid. 
because it's just a job, right? First thing. Second thing is competition is everywhere. So your eyes and your ears are super open for mm-hmm. the competition. I had people who told me competition is offering me 5,000 euros more. I'm going to leave. I was like, no, wait, give us a chance for five. If you're going to leave, at least make it for more money, right? They're not like, <laughs> this is how it was. And obviously, if you think as SAP, uh, a company that needs to sell, we yeah, right, we're selling mm-hmm. software, we have selling KPIs. If you are divorced and going through fights with the salespeople because you don't understand them, you don't agree, you are just enemies, how are you going to go as a united front and sell something to a customer, right? Correct. So yeah. this is the first thing we needed to fix. It is how do you motivate them so they feel like their job is more than oh, just is a job because I need to eat and give food to my children to mm-hmm. my God, there's something in it. I love this. It's Monday and I love what mm-hmm. I'm doing. This is the first. And then second, how do you bring them to understand and have that empathy through what sales are going through, their pressure on forecast, on pipeline, on KPIs. And also the salespeople, how do you empathize on the importance of understanding that you need to sell something that the customer wants to buy, not just selling because Mm -hmm. of the sake of selling. And that made one of the greatest teams in four Mm. years. At the end, I stayed four years in that team. Uh, so I think that was the most rewarding uh, exercise, but also the proof and the KPIs yeah, yeah. are there, right? Improvement yeah, yeah. in sales, a bigger team, investment in more team. Nobody left. Everyone is there. Uh, people promoted. Yeah, yeah. It hits. I can see that. I can see. It's a wonderful story how... Uh, actually, I need, need to ask you one other question. Were you dealing with the same team members at the beginning? I mean, did you did you get rid of team or did you work with the people that you inherited, if you like, when you took <laughs> on this leadership role? So the first thing I need to say is that during my master's, I got promoted twice. So thank you, Phil, okay. for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pleasure. <laughs> so, which that's means I, I've had different teams. But the cool oh, thing okay. is I grew. I got promoted uh, from a small team to a bigger team to a bigger team to the director. of the, So I knew the people, yeah. some of them, because they were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. You were staying in the same sort of division. I was staying exactly in the same division. So that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is some of them were my friends because at the beginning we were peers. And the third is it was an inherited team. And then we started doing some changes. But the cool part about those changes were we got some people moving because they got promoted. That's always good. That's always positive. And we got more people because it was the the team got investment. We could hire more people. So we hired in the past two years, lots of new people, younger generations, and also some senior people. So I think it was, yeah, what can I say? Objectively speaking, one of the best teams uh, we had. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, Christina, if I was approaching you for a job, yeah, to work in your team, what sort of qualities would you look for? 
Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> no, absolutely. So first, there is uh, something that for me is super important, and that is attitude. That's okay. the and you. This is something yeah. you you can feel it. You can see how the person goes through the door and says hello. You almost can start getting a, a feeling for it. So for me. Attitude is super important and motivation. I think we hear a lot about uh, the companies need to motivate you. They need to motivate you. I think I'm a bit skeptical about it. I think motivation okay. comes from within. I think you okay. need to be motivated and then our job is to keep you. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. for sure. But I think the motivation comes from home, if you can say it like that. The yeah. attitude is super important because... It's tough, you know, you have good times, you have bad times, you have times where you can have a very nice uh, well-being balance. And then there's times where you have to sacrifice a little bit your time. Mm -hmm. um, there's times where you are selling and there's times where you're not selling. The competition is hard. So for me, attitude, how you confront problems, that's the most important part of it. Mm. Um I also put a lot of emphasis on soft skills. So for okay. me, the hard skills, I genuinely believe you can learn them. Uh, I think mm -hmm. you can almost learn anything or everything. And if you yeah. cannot, you'll need to balance, you know, where are you going? For example, in my case, I would never dare of thinking of being a chemist or a physicist you know it's not in my heart yeah, yeah. but if you're applying for a job we kind of understand that the you have read through the job description and some of the skills hard mm. skills that you see are compatible to to what you like yeah, in yeah. life at least yeah yeah um so attitude um soft skills how do you communicate are you empathetic are you listening How do you look? Are you looking at the uh, and the eyes? Are you paying attention? So those are skills that are very, very important to me. Okay, that's yeah. great. Uh, and I so I'll, I'll be putting in my I'll be putting in my application for a job very soon. So Christina, just 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 <laughs> I can't speak Spanish though. So I, I, anyway, <laughs> um, no, yeah. I know it sounds like a cliche, but I think um, it. Uh, if you hire genuinely good people, good people from, from the heart, you know, with a good attitude, with, uh, uh, the, you know, they want to be part of a group, teamwork, skills and so on, you will have a great dynamic in the team, which is better mm -hmm. to have someone who is maybe an absolute genius, but will disrupt the team, the culture, yeah, and yeah. the nice thing you get going on, right? Because it's about the team. It's not about individuals only. I'm, I imagine that um, through the process of uh, building up this very successful team in, in, in your division in Spain, it rubbed off on other teams as well. Is, is that correct? So when you talk about culture um, and you're talking about organizational culture rather than team culture, um, I guess there are other people looking at what you're doing saying, what's gone, what's going on over there in pre-sales? They seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, is that right? Or have you found people kind of jealous of this success at all that you've had or resistant to it? I mean, what, what? 
so let me talk about the negatives of it. Uh, I know we okay. always start with the positives, but not everything okay. is good. So I'm going to explain two things. The first one is when I joined and I started growing in my team, in my team, I had very, very senior people. And at the okay. beginning, they were very hesitant. You know, what is this young lady always smiling and hi and talking about leadership with heart? What is she going to teach me? I've been 15, yeah. 25 years with SAP. I'm an extremely okay. recognized person. And for me, you, you know, there's always two parts. For me, I was like, oh, my God, how what am I going to say to these people? They are so much better than me. What can I teach them? I'm a nobody. So it's both sides, right? Because as I yeah, said, yeah. I did not get infused by wisdom suddenly. No, no, I was still. <laughs> but I understood that it's not only about knowledge that you as a manager need to work as or teach there are many different ways you can support those people and even if they are the most senior people who have 20 years more than you would have experienced there are other areas where they're in spaces where you can help or support mm -hmm. for example uh, i don't know if this is a generational topic this would be another podcast but the mm. A generations of before they don't they are not used to selling themselves they are i do my work i'm oh, yeah. great at it mm -hmm. and if someone sees me and promotes me good but i'm not gonna be vocal about it so mm -hmm. that's a place where you can take them and say you are doing great why don't we showcase this as a best practice and this is how you mm -hmm. can help this other generations or more senior okay. people. So that was very interesting. So this is one thing that I was really scared of and that it was not easy at the beginning. And not many people, not many of those senior people respected me and I had to earn their trust and respect. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, there are always, always the comments uh, of, Oh, look at Christina. Look how she sells herself. She's always talking, always smiling, always saying hello to everyone. Oh my God, she doesn't mm -hmm. work. There's my, there's so little she does because she has time for everybody. Do you know how many hard times I heard that? When I did little practices like onboardings or like when someone was onboarded, I wrote everyone, I invited everyone that was going to work with that person to send a message in a whiteboard really cool and we send it as mm. a welcome card or um birthdays we created a chat for birthdays or and mm -hmm. so on and so on and the comments were she must not work she has time for all of that you know she sells yeah. herself she's always smiling and everyone loud and so on so there is a lot of that But, uh, you know, that's life. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, you know, I remember uh, when I started to, to have a name for myself and everyone asked, what are you doing? Especially because we have um, employee service. They're anonymous. And yeah, yeah. that's where you, you get the tough uh, feedback. And I got three years in a row, 100% leadership score. 
So obviously wow. they started asking me questions, right? So I went to this manager's office and that, and I remember one time someone said, he didn't notice I was listening and he said, she's always selling herself. Look at her. And I realized mm. it and I said to him, yeah, why don't you learn? It's cool. Look at me. Look where I am. You know, mm -hmm. what can you do? So to your question, jealousy, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to think what is going yeah, on. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't understand their circumstances. Maybe they're going through something and you need to keep doing what you're doing. If it's impacting in the positive way. Right. Yeah, and if not, sure. then you, if, if there's genuine feedback, then listen to it because Mm -hmm. it, maybe it's interesting, right? So that was the the bad parts. For example, I got a very interesting feedback that I didn't understand at that time. Now I understood it is your passion is so it's like a train and trains run over people. The first time I, mm -hmm. I heard that was like, oh, my God. I am passionate. Mm. I, you wish you were, all of your employees were as passionate as me, blah. That must be crazy. And then I realized it. I took the time to say, what does this person mean by it? And I understood it. Yeah. Yes, sometimes you need to take a step back. Sometimes you need to shut up. Sometimes your passion is not positive on mm -hmm. everybody. And it was really cool feedback. I Now that person, I love her. She is, and, yeah, yeah. and she was tough on me. She was very tough on me. So if the feedback is coming, if the feedback is tough, but it's feedback, listen to it and try mm -hmm. to understand. If it's blah, blah, blah comments on the coffee corners, forget about it. Yeah. Right. That's life. Yeah. And on the, and the positive side, I'm just going to say one thing. There is... Uh, it's a funny story. And that was my, I had a manager previously. She, it's a she. Uh, she was the COO of Spain. Very tough, very aggressive, you know, very good numbers, mathematicians. And uh, at the beginning, when they told me she was going to be my manager, I was like, oh my God, you will see how when she sees me, that's going to be like an explosion, water. And, uh, and it was the most incredible relationship I've had manager employee because mm -hmm. I learned from her to be more logical, more mm -hmm. quiet, more mm, strategic, less passionate, impulsive. And the funniest part is she's very, you know, uh, cold and distant. And every time I finished my team meetings, I used to, we have an in, inside joke, which is, I love you all in a compliant way, right? Because we always, everything <laughs> needs to be compliant. And it got a joke. It was a joke. So it got like my signature ending. And now the COO is saying in every team meeting, as Christina would say, I love you all in a compliant way. <laughs> so that is very cool when you're seeing this, you know, distant kind of aggre more aggressive person saying that. It's like, you see, you have some impact. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that's a wonderful uh, story. And I, th I think the living embodiment of, of everything you've done is, is remarkable to, <sighs> to hear. Um, can you tell us now what your role is? 
at, you know, you've gone through two promotions, you said, during the Masters. I'm sure you've been through some other changes since uh, the Masters has finished. So just paint a, a quick picture of, of, of where you are now in the organization. Yes. So right now I am a, a global leader of strategy industries and strategy that's the, the 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 department how it's called uh, for customer advisory so everything that is pre-sales sales everything that is the pre previous to the sale point so i'm leading yeah. the strategy team and and that is obviously super important super mm. interesting and complementary to what has been my career i've always been in the field uh, yeah. let's say selling and now I can complement my career with the strategic part right uh, which yeah, is yeah. cool because you need to do the ground and field work help me that these strategic beautiful things that you put on PowerPoint they need to be actionable right <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's what I'm doing right now I'm super excited I started three months and 28 days ago and let's okay. see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so have you have you ever felt there was a bit of a glass ceiling, you know, for women, you know, to reach these senior positions? But, I, you know, I know that SAP is an incredibly, you know, takes diversity and, you know, so seriously. But have you sensed that there have been invisible barriers at all in, in your own progression? So um, the answer is... A little bit more complex. Let me exp try to explain why. So first is, I don't think it's the company. As you said, we are incredible. SAP has done so much effort in diversity and mm. in inclusion. The opportunities are there. In my experience, I've never felt like someone is putting a top on my career. And because you're a woman, you cannot grow. But... I do think that there are, or the perception and the perception, the way we teach about technology, about sales, is, mm -hmm. is, makes it very hard for us women to believe we can grow. So let me give you an example, sales. The first thing you hear, I remember when I joined, they took me to a negotiation uh, uh, training. And the negotiation yeah. training was done by a great guy who was a military guy who did negotiation of hostages. Imagine okay. I was sitting there saying, if sales needs the skills of a negotiation with hostages, you know, I didn't leave Colombia for a better world <laughs> to go into sales and negotiate with hostages. So okay. this was for me like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Second thing is you, you hear sales need to be hunters. Sales need to be farmers. When have you seen females hunters, you know, with, with guns? No, at least in the previous years. Now maybe you see girls with guns hunting. Yeah, yeah. Or farmers, the girl with the, you know, in the axe, in the, you have not seen that. So you hear negotiation with hostages, then you hear farmers and hunters, then you hear uh, a stress 
quotas, pipeline and forecast, no life, forget about your children, forget about your life. Do you think I want to grow? Uh, do you mm. think I want to continue growing my career? Oh my God, no, please no. Like, I don't want to hunt. I don't want a hostage. I don't want a gun. I don't want to farm anything. So that is what I think. There are very little compelling uh, things about sales for a woman. One. Second, okay. now let's talk about technology. Programming, developing, all the movies you see, some people in a basement eating pizza and doing stuff in the computer. No, that's not it, you know? So it is very difficult. So to answer your question, no, I have not felt that the company or that there are some barriers of someone, let's say, or a group of people uh, putting a barrier you cannot grow. But I mm -hmm. do think that society, teaching, books, movies, whatever, it gives you a sense of what am I doing here as a woman? I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. So why should I even care about promoting if here where I am, I'm not hostages, farmers, hunters, you know, techies in a basement with pizza? Not for me, you know? So yeah. I think that that most likely answers your question, hopefully. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it does. I, I think, um, yeah, I think what you're saying is that, um, that I mean, sales in itself has got a bad image, you know, it, you know, sort of who wants to go into sales, right? You know, very few school children will say, well, you know, I, I, I want a career in sales. But what you're also saying is that uh, the metaphors, you know, that are used, you know, to describe sales like hunting, farming and and so on are very um, kind of male orientated as well. So on both counts, you know, we have a challenge recruiting great talent, you know, like yourself into sales. And it makes me wonder, why did why did you get into sales, Christina? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you a hunter? But you haven't told us yet. I mean, why did you go into sales? Maybe maybe your grandfather was a good salesperson. I don't know, your father or your parents. So what brought no, you into it? Uh, no, absolutely no. Not at all. Not a hunter, not a farmer, no, nothing. The, 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 the closest I am to a farmer is I have a dog and I take care of the dog. Okay. And that, that's it. That's okay. <laughs> No, I but think you are competitive. That you are competitive. I mean, I that, am competitive. I mean, I know you're very happy, and you you talk. You know, you've got a, a hugely care, but you're incredibly competitive. I think. You know, I am incredibly competitive. I am ambitious. I love yeah. challenges, uh, right. so that's compelling. But that's that's me. The, not everyone yeah. is like that. Not everyone has that. Yeah. But I think the most important part of sales that made me realize that I love what I do is the purpose of it. And I'm going to tell you a very okay. quick story that has nothing to do with it, but it will get to a point. Okay. I went to the hairdresser a few days back and I went and I said, I, I want a haircut and I want you to brush my hair and so on. And then she said, any special occasion? And I said, yes, actually, yes, I'm going to date a guy. This is going to be my first date with a guy. I'm genuinely interested. 
And she said, oh my God, I need you. I need to make the best out of you because this is uh, the first step in love, uh, in, in our love relationship. So at the end, I said, thank you. Oh, I'm so good. And she said, good luck. And I, I said, thank you for my haircut. And she said, that was not a haircut. That's love. That's the first step oh. for your love life. <laughs> so this takes me to my point. It's the purpose of what yeah. you are selling that makes this so interesting. So if you understand that whatever it is you're selling, a product, a technology, a solution, a whatever, service, right? It's the means to someone else's end. Mm -hmm. that is fantastic because you're part yeah, of yeah. it. This is yeah. what is for me the most exciting part about sales. If you're selling technology, you're helping transform a company to become uh, optimized, efficient, better, cooler, to survive in the world. If you're selling, imagine now we are uh, very much into sustainability topics. If you're selling technology for sustainability, you're helping companies you're helping the world and you're part of that. So that is super inspiring. You are helping someone to do something that is for the better. And that is what I genuinely love about sales because it's the first step, right? You mm. are working with someone, understanding what is it that they want to transform. And if they are reaching out for you, for your service, your technology, your consulting skills, your product, whatever it is you're selling, it's because you have a piece of know-how that you just need to put in a big puzzle to get the big picture done. And mm -hmm. that is the reason I'm in sales. That is the reason um, I continue doing this. And this is what I would love that we would associate sales with, not hunters, farmers, mm. and negotiating hostages. <laughs> that, that was brilliant. I've got one final question because I know we're reaching the half hour soon. What would your grandfather say about you now, do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we started off with your grandfather. So I thought, you know, we need to bring him back in. We need to, oh, if he was listening to this podcast, what would he, what do you think he would feel? I think he would be incredibly proud yeah, uh, I'm sure he would. of everything. Uh, I think he would say stuff like, but don't forget to eat chocolate every day. That makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Don't forget to walk and look at nature. That's the most important okay. thing. That's okay. for sure. And then he would nag me a little bit. You know, he was old fashioned. What can we do? We cannot change everything. Yeah, yeah. He would say, okay. why are you still not married? What's happening there? <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, he would be extremely, extremely uh, proud. He yeah, was already, sure. uh, when I was younger, I was his, one of his favorites, I must admit, uh, because I used to, to read and sing in German. And that was for him like, oh, my God, she speaks German. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, but I think uh, he would be most proud of, of the person I am and yeah. not the title or the salary or the company I'm working for. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's right. It's, uh, yeah, just lovely. Well, uh, Christine, I think we've reached the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for uh, taking part and uh, and uh, sharing these incredible stories. I think it's absolutely amazing uh, what you've achieved. And you're a great, um, a great example, I think, for leadership, a great example for successful women in sales, but also a great promoter of the profession itself. So I just think it's wonderful. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Always uh, happy to speak. Uh, But the most important part of my thank you is the masters genuinely changed my life. So I think that's something for you to take to you and your team uh, because the learnings uh, went beyond tools, business cases, topics. It was from the yeah, yeah. inside it sticks yeah, yeah so that's amazing yeah yeah no it's uh that's what i love about the masters you know you give people some space to do as you've done it's uh for me i just love hearing the stories you know and yours is very remarkable so i'm looking forward to um you know to the next five years wondering where's christina gonna go now you you know Where's, yeah, I don't know, but it's going to be somewhere fun. I, I can tell you <laughs> Okay, Christina, thank you so much. I'll say goodbye and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cheerio.